that which they were trying to play I mean, mass. That's, yeah, correct. That that is a huge difference. I, I think it's. Yeah, I I think that's a huge difference, man. Um, you know, I know in the scheme that we run, if you're if you're fast and can run and react, I'm not putting you in Mike. <laughs> like I'm putting one of my slower right. guys that can just put people in the right position, react, shed blocks, and take things away the, from the middle. And um, is my internet suck? No. Is it me? Nobody's. I got nothing bad on my end. Oh, okay. I hadn't had anything bad on my end either. All right, good. Okay, my (laughs) bad. I was overreacting. I apologize. (laughs) I've already forgiven. So, what are what are your thoughts on Queen? Uh, I love. (laughs) That's gonna be a reoccurring thing. You're gonna have to forgive me a lot if we're gonna relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I think Ryan, Ryan, I think you're going to say what I was going to say. Go ahead. I love Queen. Elaborate, please. Well, um, I mean, I this, think he has. Let's be honest. I have to interject. At this point, having uh, singles like Somebody to Love, um, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, I just think Queen is arguably one of the best bands of all time. It's, it's easily my favorite. I suck. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you see the Bohemian Rhapsody spoof that they did for the quarantine? No. <laughs> no. Oh my god! I got. I, I'll send it to you guys. I'll have to dig it up and find it, dude. It's unbelievable. It's hilarious. Please do because it's, I. I mean, any spoof a, of that song is is good. It's a little insensitive, but it's still extremely <laughs> funny. Um, let's. I want to really quickly. Uh dive into this because this is garbage um FanDuel put up three new bets at like four o'clock today they haven't put new bets on forever that actually matter three new bets under the title of Gronk's back like I hate this this is ridiculous um who's Tom Brady's first touchdown go to over under Receiving touchdowns for Gronk is already set at five and a half. And how many total yards is already set at 599.5? All right. So I'm going to say that his first touchdown of the year goes to. Uh, I think Godwin's Peyton a good Barber. answer. He said Barber? What'd you say? Is Peyton Barber still on the team? <laughs> it's going to be some obs- It's going to be some obscure running back that he throws a flat pass to for two yards and a touchdown. Scotty Miller. And everyone- Scotty Miller. There you go. It's going to go to Scotty Miller. <laughs> Scotty. It's Tulati. not going to be who we think it is, dude. Why not? Because Brady doesn't care, and Brady doesn't throw that good of a deep ball anymore. It's true. Sorry. And you're going to try to put a put him into this system, and he's going to be fine because. Mike Evans can win one-on-ones. Rob Gronkowski can win one-on-ones. Chris Godwin can win one-on-ones. They have enough talent that they're going to make him look better than he is. But The weapons are absurd. You know, I mean, it's absurd. It's just not fair, they, but I still don't think they win that division. I think their defense stinks. Um, so do you think they draft de- you think they draft defense or draft an alignment? I don't think there's a, their line is as bad as everybody seems to think it is. Yeah, but it's also nice Donovan to... Smith is a serviceable left tackle. I would not say he's elite by any stretch of the, the imagination, but he's now what? 
probably four or five years into this mm-hmm. and can play enough. Um, it's not like Brady ever played with Hall of Famers at left tackle. You know, they don't need Tyron Smith to still be able to move their offense. And then their inside guys are good. Ali Marpet's good. Uh, they have a couple other guys who's, <laughs> who's escaping me at the moment. Tell me who their inside guys are real quick, Dan. You got it? I'll look it up. Let's see. I don't guys. have it. <laughs> um, what an ugly team, too. Yeah, Ryan Jensen's their center. He's good. And Alex Kappa's, you know, third-round pick from friggin' Humboldt State or something, so you know they'll be fine. If Tom Brady's cool, he's taking HGH right now because there's no <laughs> way they're testing players. There's no way. That's a great point. Gronk's so, probably doing the same thing. He probably has to right now. He, uh, I mean, if Tom Brady was smart, he would get that shoulder right for one more year. Stem cells, HGH, whatever you got to do, pump that thing <laughs> full of new blood. And get it going. That dude's definitely doing stem cells. There's no doubt about it. He should. I don't even know if that's illegal. I don't know if that's against an NFL mm-hmm. policy. Mm-hmm. I don't know either, it? but it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. It definitely it shouldn't is. Be. I think you're right, Colin, but it definitely is. Is it really? I think so. Yeah. Well, he should be doing that then. That would make him way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> the cheater's way out. So, do you think they trade O.J. Howard? Yeah, I do. Um, I think It sounds like the Niners are in the market for another tight end. Wow. There were some reports that they were going after Evan Ingram from the Giants. I did see that, actually. If you, if you give Shanahan, Ingram, and Kittle and let him run some 12 personnel, whew, I wouldn't want to see them give up the 13th pick, but... If you gave up the 31st pick, I'd be like, hell yeah. No, no that's, that's way too much. Yeah, that wouldn't, no way. Why? Who are they going to get at 31 that's going to change their team? Nobody. The way Evan would change their team. Uh, a lot of players. False. Yeah, uh, we'll see at 31, we'll see who's on the board, and I'll give you five players. That <laughs> we'll see. I disagree with that. I think Evan Ingram's super underrated, especially so if he were in a system. Like Shanahan's, where it's yeah, but dude, you also got to take it to all right. They're also in salary cap hell. They shouldn't be giving up the the right to five really cheap years of a young player. Say that again. <laughs> the 49ers are in salary cap hell. Yeah, that's why they're trying to get rid of everybody. They're not trying to get rid of everybody. They put. They put. Juan Alexander and Deep Ford on the trade block. Yeah, that's because they're redundant. Um, okay. <laughs> and because they have huge salaries. Now, I I also don't know if all these things going on right now are just rumors or not. Like, this is the time of the year when everything's all of a sudden a rumor. all these rumors everything's are coming out. It's impossible to believe all of them. Yeah, that's a good point. Why are we echoing? Are you guys hearing an echo? No. I am, yes. I'm not. What's that about? It's probably Dan's fault then. Probably. It's cool. I don't hear it. 
quick, can we jump back to Patrick Queen real quick and, and tell me your guys' scouting report on him? Before we go any further, Ryan, are you wearing headphones? Yes. You had an echo last time you wore the headphones. Take them out, let's see. Yeah, can you stop, can you stop being a dick, dude? How's that sound? Way better. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me plug my mic back. Oh, but see, this is what happens now. What? Fuck. What? Is Ryan gone? Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, I, I know what it is now that I think about it. He has a microphone. So the, the sound is bouncing around in his in the room that he's sitting in and then getting picked back up by the mm, microphone. That's, that's why there's an echo. That's a good call. Good. He's just an idiot. Call. Still says he's in here. Oh, he's the host. Well, well, maybe that's... I don't know. Whatever. No. Whatevs. Whatever. All right. It's gonna... I'm finally, like, excited, though. There's finally something to really look forward to this week. Yeah, there is. And who knows how it's gonna go, but at least, like you said, there's something to look forward to. Um, I... So, last night, I watched... Every throw of Joe Burrow's 2019-2020 uh, college, you know, season, and then went back and watched his high school highlights. High school highlights are stupid. His high school highlights is insane. He uses his legs for everything and makes plays left and right. It's unbelievable. Dude, the crazy part was, how many times was there, like, 20 yards of no one in front of him, but he still just ran around, stayed behind the line of scrimmage to throw the ball downfield. Well, that's what, like, yeah, like, he has consistent, like, he had consistent plays where he's scrambling to the right, and there's nobody in the screen. He is pinpointing a ball, a no player one. 20 yards away that ends up, it's it's unreal. It's unbelievable what he's able to do. Um, yeah, he's pretty sweet. I'm going to be pissed. If the Bengals take Chase Young. <laughs> Would you really? No. That was an overreaction. I'd be I'd be upset at first just because I I I've now just spent so much time watching Joe Burrow, like just like analyzing him. And I, I think he's fantastic. Oh, I wonder if Ryan's trying to get in. Nope, he's not, nerd. Um Uh But I, it's one of those things to like Adam Schefter had a podcast today that I listened to where he had both he had Joe Burrow on first and then after Joe Burrow signed off he had Zach Taylor on the head coach of the Bengals um and Burrow's Burrow's super like he's just he's Mr. Moxie he's like whatever he's like I know I'm good at stuff like whatever I'm gonna go to whatever team and you know be a badass um but like then he had Zach Taylor on and Zach Taylor was or Schefter asked Taylor, he was like, so let's say someone comes to you with this insane, um, this insane offer, right? Like somebody comes to you with this insane offer, you know, they're offering you three first round picks, um, uh, and, and, and whatever else, like, what are you going to do? And he said, you know, we're, 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 we're set on our guy. We know what we're doing. We're taking who we're, we're taking, we're taking who we're taking, um, when you, when you, you know, when you spend so much time analyzing, observing someone, uh, and you, and you fall in love with like what they do, you, you, 
you, that's exactly it. You, you're not going to just trade something you have a ton of faith in um, for, for something else that could be, you know, some unknowns there. Which made me think for a second, like, like, wait a second. Are they debating on Chase Young? But then I went back and looked, and they spent almost every minute they could uh, when they had time to, like, you know, talk with players and whatnot with, with Joe Burrow. So it's hard for me to think that that's just not going to happen at this point. But I'm going to well, be I'm gonna be yeah. stoked. Yeah, and, like, I think, like, when you're rebuilding and you get the first overall pick, the dream scenario is that there is a clear-cut number one QB that is viewed as coming in and going to not just not just like fill a need on the roster but encapsulate a locker room change a culture have everybody buy into the mentality that he brings hell yeah and like from every account from like five years old on like that's what Joe Burrow brings to the table it's not just you know fantastic on field um, production but it's also yeah he's a tremendous uh, worker he's a tremendous student he was able to he's able to transfer and play he graduated in three years yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably maybe a little lenient on his schedule at Ohio State but there's plenty of players that go to Ohio State that don't graduate in three years like far more than not oh right? yeah so he's obviously intelligent he's got you've got Buckeyes and the pros that still tweet about and, and talk about Joe Burrow like, yo, that dude was serious. We we respect the hell out Absol- of Joe Burrow. And then he goes yeah. to LSU, and now you got LSU dudes who've never played with him that are in the league that are coming back and saying, yo, this guy's the real deal. Like he's ours. Exactly. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone he's ever been around, he's changed. He's changed the conversation. Yeah. And when that happens, it's like. Unless you give me your your first round picks for like the next fifteen years, like don't call. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I know that's extreme, but like that's what I'm gonna. That's the type of reassurance that I would need to pass up on an opportunity. Like that's what you're looking for when you have the season that the Bengals just had. So I mean, I think it's probably. I think the I think the bet for Burrow is like a thousand bucks to win a dollar. It's or something ridiculous. It's like that. it's now. A hundred thousand bucks to win a dollar. <laughs> I just looked; it's minus so one hundred thousand. And and that's what it should be. Yeah. Um. But you know, and you know, I think. I think you said it best, right? When you said, "Any place he's gone, he's changed the conversation." Like that is, so freaking true. It's unbelievable. Like even in like even in his Ohio State days, like. He had a chance to start, and then he got injured, and then there was just no chance. Haskin comes in, he's balling out. Like, it's just, that's what happens. It happens. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but, like, Idiots. you go back and look at all of his players that he was with, they freaking love this guy. Yeah. I mean, how many people, yeah. how many people, now I know this was not his intention, but look what he was able to do. How many people are going to talk about, like, the poor county they're from in hopes that... In hopes that you know they can benefit from you know a large population hearing about it, and then holy crap, raise raise five hundred ten thousand dollars, like that's unbelievable. And all his coaches speak highly about him too. Like it's not just the players in the locker room, but it's like 
Ogeron, even Urban Meyer, like all of those dudes have nothing but good things to say about the kid. And he's a coach's son, meaning he's been around the game forever and has somebody telling him the correct things about how to learn football and play football for decades. Offensive like, coordinator? I love my pops, but he wasn't telling me things that, you know, <laughs> college defensive coordinators know. Like, he was telling me, run the damn ball. Like, Was he an you know offensive I mean? or like, defensive there's coordinator? There's a different environment that he's grown up in that a lot of other people <laughs> haven't that benefit to him playing the quarterback position. Totally agree. The the film studier, these kids are blowing my mind. Like, it, is, it reminds me of like I just saw a video the other day of Floyd Mayweather training a young a young kid, just like the kid was just hitting the pads, mm-hmm. and it's like this kid has better eye hand coordination and hand speed and precision than I do. Now, not that I'm a good fighter or that I practice, the kid is like seven years old, right? Like he just like hitting it. When you grow up in it like Burrow did, it's just you're you just the the learning curve just. It shrinks. It, 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 you, you, you flatten that curve, right? Like, <laughs> you really you 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 erase that conversation. Like I didn't even know what like film study truly was until I was like 19 years old. You know, like I he was watching. Yeah. He, he was watching film with his pops when he was in seventh grade. You know. Dude, film study in high school was such a fucking joke. Now that I look back on it, it's like. Well, the coaches didn't even know. All we did was watch things and say, yeah, that running back's really good. (laughs) That was, like, the extent of it. And it was like, here's what we're going to do to combat this. Run the exact same defense and exact same offense that we do every single week. There was no game planning for your opponent. There's no scheme there. It's these are the plays that we run. We're going to watch what they do and say, Okay, that's what they do. Now we know that. Now let's move on. Like that's not how it is at the college level. It's hey, this is what they do well. This is what we're going to do to counteract that. And he's been learning about that stuff since he was five. Like that's you just... know. and not to mention he was a freaking all star at basketball. You love guys that play other sports, man. Like um, you can't. In his most... he's a no brainer. Yeah, I agree. Move on. Pick you. In his, oh wait, yeah. another no-brainer. Yeah, right. In no-brainer. his, no-brainer. Uh, no-brainer. Hold on, I want to backtrack because I do want to talk about this Chase Young thing. But in his most recent interview, <laughs> Burrow said if he was going to end up in the NBA, he think he'd average about 12, 15 points a game. Um, like, which is <laughs> such a so swag cool. answer. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's Not so many cool. people yeah. just come out and say that. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I- I'd probably, I'd probably put in 12 or 15 in the night. <laughs> I'd be a good role player off the bench. No <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last he thing. Would, I, though, and he, he'd probably have like five assists in that time. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and then the last thing I want to say about him is just, we were talking about his just like moxie of swag. The, his, the, the ultimate thing ever was before the national championship. I, I don't remember uh, the woman's name, but she showed a picture of him as a kid. And he was like, what would you say to this guy? He's like, looks like a national champion. And then, like, it's just like, he just, he's looking at a picture of himself. He's like, show them, show, show them, like, show them a picture. It's just basically like, that's me. And I'm going to win the national championship in about 20 minutes. It's just, it's unreal. I went back, watched Oklahoma highlights, dude. Seven, t- like, I know Oklahoma's defense suck, but like, holy crap. 
He's going to be... He's so good in college. I freaking hope <laughs> he just tears it up in the NFL. And I think Colin made a good point, too, about how you got to have the right one. Um, you can't just take a quarterback like you can other positions. And I think you. I think this draft kind of reminds me a bit of when Browns took Miles Garrett. Once in a generation pass rusher like Chase Young is, uh, at that time... You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but at that time there wasn't a clear cut QB one in that draft. Um, you could talk to ten different people and get ten different. Well, you could talk to three different people and get three different answers, and <laughs> two of them were probably close to being right, and the other one is not someone that watches football very closely. By the way, that other one was the first off the board. <clears throat> Correct, exactly. So, um, but at that time, you know, there were there were questions about all those dudes but Joe seems to have just erased all of those questions who's the man I mean I don't have much left to say I mean I guess the, the the only thing that Dan reminded me of was late in the national championship game he came off like pointing like fit my finger for a ring <laughs> Okay. I'm a I'm a need be one of those, and I was like, all right, this guy's this guy's all right in my book. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Colin, as a Browns fan, let me ask you this: coming out of the draft, Miles Garrett compared to Chase Young, I think they're huh. pretty different, but they're both in the same conversation of, again, in my opinion, <laughs> once in a generation pass rushers. Generation meaning what? Um. Yeah, we're getting them every year, but like, when like you... but, but they are like defensive, like franchise-changing type players. Sure. Like, regardless yeah. if they're coming year in and year out or not. You're right. You're right. Like Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa, you know, like they immediately went and made massive impacts for their team on the defensive fronts. Miles Garrett, before he, you know, took a helmet up inside another man's head. You know, the Browns defense is actually one of the only successful defenses in the league at stopping Lamar Jackson and, and the uh, the Ravens offense. Um, you know, the, the, these guys that come out, they actually do have the ability that's like you're, you're either going to have to allocate, you know, two offensive linemen or like the, the running back is always going to have to be on that side of the field or we're always going to have to hedge with a tight end over there. It's just like that. Uh, you know, this is probably a little bit more high level than most people want to talk about, which is why it doesn't get talked about that much. But the impact that that has on a game plan is is significant. It's I mean, like, like, when you turn on the tape, it's like you know everyone wants to talk about the touchdown scores, but I promise you, when the when the Patriots were going to go play the uh, the Browns, they were like, look, number ninety-five is serious. Yeah helmets on him in the majority of the game it's going to be a long day to you know to for tom brady in our offense it's like those guys do have the ability probably unlike any other position on on the defensive side of the ball strictly because there's the closest to the quarterback who has all the control on the offensive side of the ball um so like they are and chase young is we're we're, we're going to see another fantastic example of this freak athlete who's going to come and immediately change the way that teams prepare when they're playing Washington or Detroit, wherever wherever he ends up. And I think that's the main thing. 
for me in terms of calling someone a once in a generational prospect is someone that has such elite physical traits, athletic traits that they, they it is impossible to find. You know, Miles Garrett was six five two seventy. It could bend like friggin' Lawrence Taylor. Um, you know, Jadavian Clowney was the one before him that was way too fast at the size that he was. I mean, just freak, powerful, uh, and explosive athletes at the DN position. And, you know, even the Bosa brothers coming out, I don't know if I would have called them once-in-a-generational prospects. Yes, they changed kind of the complex of that franchise or that defense, and they are guys that you need game plan for. But I don't really think of them in the same way that I think of guys like um, Chase Young, Garrett, again, Clowney, as as like these freak dudes that are put them on the field and they're going to make these explosive plays. So how do you feel about um, mainstream media basically stating that Redskins are fueling offers. Do you think they're just doing due diligence, or do you think it's 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 not here just hearsay? They're 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 debating on moving out. I think you have to look at it as you have to take calls. Sure, of course, but this, this time leading up to the draft, you have to take calls. And and second of all, if the price is right for number two, which we've seen several times in drafts for that number two quarterback, sure. Um, you look at the Titans flaxing the Rams uh, when they went up to get golf, golf yeah. um, I believe. Yep, nope, and, you got that right. Um, you know, you, even, you can even go back to Washington trading up for RG3. Um, and quarter- and it's, it's not always necessarily saying that that's the wrong decision for that franchise. <laughs> More times than not, it hasn't worked out probably as well as they've hoped. But I think when you're that team sitting at two and there is such a demand – you have to be willing to look at it and say, if we can get three impact guys, they might not be franchise-changing guys, but for a rebuilding franchise are three impact guys. Or maybe it's not three, maybe it's you know two and a half or whatever you want to look at it and say, whatever the value is. You have to, you have to look at it and say, hey, can, can three impact guys help us win more than one game-changer on one side of the ball? It's fair to ask. It, it will be yeah, interesting. I mean... I think it. I think it happens. If I'm being completely honest with you. You think what the trade happens? Yeah. Yeah. I. I, yes, I so my thing here is, I think so too. But it's just getting weirder and weirder to me that I keep hearing that like you know there's because of the, you know the circumstances there's gonna be less trades, but I get like a vibe that there's gonna be, like there's gonna be two three early trades that are gonna make a huge difference and that might be it for day one. Three, I mean, three trades in the first, it, that's, that makes sense. But, like, I, I, I watched the thing on the general managers today, um, and it's interesting to see, like, the Seahawks haven't drafted in the first round in, since 2011. Uh, at their spot. At their spot. Really? Yeah. At their spot. At their spot. Okay. At their spot. Um, the Eagles, I think it was, of their last, uh, I want to say, of their last seven first round, um, they've moved. Um, and, and it was also interesting to see that like certain general managers don't take certain positions. Broncos, I mean, Elway's, Elway's awful. I'm sorry. Elway is terrible at what he does. Yeah, Dan, share that stat that you sent to me today. All right. Um, so yeah, Elway's awful. But that being said, he has not drafted 
ready for this? In his entirety of being a general manager for the Broncos, he hasn't drafted a true linebacker. At all. In any rounds. At all. Ever. That's crazy. Um, okay. Elway, Elway's <laughs> awful. Colin, here's the stat for you. Ready? So, um, earlier today I watched a, a video on every general manager and what present, what percentage of their picks make Pro Bowls, right? And, you know, you got to take some with grain of salt because, like, um, uh, the Bears GM was was uh, was pretty damn high because, you know, like, you have players like Trubisky who went to the Pro Bowl, but Trubisky sucks. So, you have to, again, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, so, most general managers around 9.5% of their draft picks um, – end up in a pro bowl um uh so i mean yeah right about right about that's basically saying one out of every 10 is a top 10 player Player. at their position sure roughly yeah um i mean that's yeah that's that 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 makes sense in my mind yeah so um the saints uh loomis the general manager of the saints they were at like 14.9 percent it was like a weird and then the bears came up and they were 17 17 percent i think maybe exactly on the dot and i couldn't believe that first off i was like holy crap um i couldn't believe that and again it's it all depends on how long the general manager's been the jerry jones was 14 point something and he's been there forever so that's wow. a, that's a credit to him that really is that's got some things that he's been able to do sure um and so my but my my favorite stat for sure was uh the lowest in the entire league was uh was elway 1.7 percent of his players make the pro bowl dude i hate that horse fit dude i'm so happy happy he sucks at this so happy he's back Back walked into a into a Super Bowl. Yes, he did. Like, ever since then, everyone's just wanted to crown him. Yep. Unreal. All right. Um. So. Saying like talking. Go. Up. You're uh you were talking about trades just a few minutes ago. Yeah. And uh, uh you know, there's two things that I would caution fans to keep in the front of their mind as they think that this is going to be, you know, people are just going to sit here and wait and, and see how the draft plays out. Number one, every GM thinks they're the smartest guy in football. And number two, every GM is greedy. There are going to be plenty of deals regardless of the circumstances. These guys are going to think that they can outsmart the situation regardless if they're working off incomplete data or not. Sure. We're going to see roughly the same amount of day one traits that we always see and i bet on it okay i would almost i would almost not be surprised if there were more first first round trades because i think surprise me. Guys that, that, that have their eyes on who they want and i think one of the the undervalued things that i you know we might have mentioned uh the last time we spoke dan uh the high scouts on the ground at pro days um talking and discussing prospects as much as they were in years past and there is some value to the fact that there's what's called scouts talk where hey you're you're at the same pro day at a school and you're talking about this prospect and you kind of begin to form a consensus 
about where everybody thinks this prospect is in terms of um, you know what tier they're on, where they might end up in the draft and stuff like that. Well, you lose out on those pro days and all of a sudden that consensus is a wider range, right? Or it's, or it's disappearing a little bit. And so I think people might be a little scared. Hey, I really like this guy, um, but we don't know what that consensus is. We don't know where he's going to end up. I think I want to do what's best for me. I got to go get my guy. I'm going to go do that regardless of where he may be drafted. And so I think we're going to see more guys getting drafted higher than probably what's being reported in the media or what we think. Um, just because I, I think, you know, GMs want to go get their guy. And um, with lack of information this year, they're, they're going to probably do some things that they're going to regret in the long run to go get their guy. I think that's fair. Like, uh, it was the, I think we were talking about like a hive mind, like the whole hive mindset. Uh, it, it's it's kind of gone. I just can't help but think, and you never know. Again, it's, it's, it's their skins. I can't think that they're going to pass up on someone who's such like a quick but like rock'em sock'em kind of guy like do you know what I mean in terms of his playing style yeah like like he, he'll come in he's quick um and quick hands but physical yeah rock'em sock'em man violent hands is, is, is that what you're trying to say? What? Violent hands, is that kind of what you're trying to say? Yeah. Rock'em, sock'em's generally not what they, they call it, but that's, you know. Well, you know, Ryan, when you have sponsors, you got to use it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is today's sponsor. Yeah. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Chase Young isn't a Rock'em Sock'em guy, but segues are weird. Here we go. Thank you, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> that's um, that's a great sponsor. I had a shirt. Oh God. Uh, with Rock'em Sock'em <laughs> Robots on it, and <laughs> it's it's like I don't remember it. It's like I don't remember yeah. it. Great story when we were down in uh, down on Senior Week, but I'll leave that for another time. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that reference. So. Um. Hey, by the way, uh, if we want me to send out the link, we'll, we won't have a uh, time limit. Colin. <laughs> we were kind of hoping you would say that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you know, before we do reach uh, our you know our time limit, if we're talking about the whole draft here. We're we're two picks in. We're making great time. <laughs> Thirty more to go. Um, we're, we're gonna need unlimited time. Colin, I do, I do have a proposal for you. All right, lay him out there, Oni. I'll bring, I'll bring all the, the beer, food, anything you need. Okay. But I ask. But of course. That you host, you host. Me, and Mr. Bainbridge. Um, for an evening after we go to the opening night, opening two nights, or hell, all three nights 
of the 2021 NFL Draft, which is in Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a no-brainer. They are... So, actually, this is... This is actually a really cool topic to kick off the uh, the next um, the, the next part of the podcast with. I I watched a the vice president of finance for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Ooh. give a like uh, I don't know like like a talk I guess he was a horrible speaker but he talked a part of his talk was about it, it was so good but part of his talk was about the plans that the NFL draft has and where it's located so we can kind of calibrate where it's going to be, what they're doing. And yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kick off with that. I'll tell you what he said. The, uh, the next, uh, next, the next segment. episode. Cool stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen with that, uh, for the first time ever, we're ending at like a time that makes sense to end. Um, we'll be back with you soon. Biggest like, steals come in. I think it's five. What are your thoughts? Say that again. Is what, that biggest trade? What round do you think the biggest steals come in? Not trade-wise, oh. but just like who oh. they pick. I think it's five. I think people are always like, wow, I can't believe we got this player in round five. But obviously two, three is an easier answer, but who who knows? I'm just I'm just curious about your opinion. To me, it's like when you draft somebody in the third round – He's still a top 100 player on your board. He should start or be a massive contributor. Oh, heck yeah. Correct. In his first year. Yeah. Probably be a starter for sure his second year. Like, I think the third round is the sweet spot. If you aren't getting immediate starters or immediate impact guys, like Colin said, in the third round, you're, you're really missing out. And then if I'm drafting from there on out, I'm taking offense alignment and defense alignment and freak athletes. And, and figuring out the rest. I'm not going to take a guy like Zach Bond, for example, who I don't think is a special athlete. And some people think not, he's Luke Keekley, not me. Well, some people have him as an edge, and some yeah. people have, have him as a linebacker. And he's 6'3, 245, and not that quick twitched, not that fast. I don't see it. He's not an edge. I'll tell you that right now. No way. No. Yeah, you no. Believe he's not. No chance. I think it was. Let me see if it was like Kuiper or someone had him as like edge number three. All right. You keep you keep those B list uh, <laughs> talent evaluators off of our podcast. <laughs> I love the my favorite thing I heard about Kuiper recently was, um, Kuiper is not a talent evaluator. He's an information evaluator. He doesn't know what he's... Except he's not. He's shitty at that. Okay, fair. Exactly. Because he presents all of the information that he gathers as his own. Yeah, like he's... I'm hearing this or that from NFL sources. Like Schefter. Like Schefter does. Schefter is an information guy. Yeah, but Schefter's the douche. Yeah. Me and Ryan met him. Yeah. First off, he's a little pint of piss. Ryan told me. Ryan told me, like, yeah. So, uh, next time I see him, I'm smacking the shit out of him. I'm giving him a stone cold stunner next time I see him. You know what? And I'll I'll RKO him right after. We're good. Yeah. 
he's getting the Sports Illustrated, by the way, has Zach Bond as their number 39th ranked player and as an edge. And says be- if the Redskins pass on Chase Young, he would be a For who? In the- who's, ESPN, who's ESPN have them passing Chase Young on? Yeah. yeah. This is Sports Illustrated. All right, SI. Who do they have them passing Chase Young on? Yeah, they it's suck. Just say, it's just saying if they do pass, oh, are some if, 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 okay. Yeah, but, like, but again, they have this guy as, as their 39th best player and as an edge rusher. I, I, I guess, you know, Sports Illustrated's not really doing too hot anymore. Dude, didn't he? Yeah, yeah facts, though. Didn't, didn't Sports Illustrated, not Sports didn't Zach Bond just get in trouble for something? I swear, I swear something happened with him where he failed like a drug test or something. That would be cool. That would shoot him up my board. Let's see here. No, never mind, never mind, never mind. I was defending him. He had he, he took a drug test. It came back diluted, which happened to me before I got my first job. It just means you drank a lot of water because you hope that you have to pee when you get there. No, we're, I'm, we're good, we're good, we're good. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, clean it up, okay? Yeah. Dude, yeah. are you kidding me? Look at my haircut. Yeah. Do I look at my haircut and my weight? Do I look like I've smoked weed? No. No. Speaking of I think you got This quarantine's been tough, man. I gotta tell you. Guys. This corn This quarantine ain't shit. <laughs> Colin, when you were you on early when I played what Ben Folds? Get back to it. You did what now? Bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Ah, uh, that's so cool. I was not on. But <laughs> Dr. Dre just put the entire the chronic the chronic on all yes service. yes I saw that. Amazing. Yeah, thank God. About time. Amazing. The chronic is so good. All right, let's battle through some more picks here, huh? Yeah, you know what, Ryan. Sure, I think it's a great choice. Uh, we got to pick seven. Uh, we got Derek All Brown. Right, who you got, who you got for, right? Yeah, you think you think it's Derek Brown? I do. At that Ryan point, says hell no. Based off of who's gone, yeah, I do. All right. What about Kinlaw? You guys like Kinlaw? Too early I actually for Kinlaw. like Kinlaw a lot. It's too. I think the gap between him and Derek Brown is minimal, and I think Kinlaw's got a better chance of being a good three tech in the league, and so. For me, I would take him over Derek Brown. You would take Kinlaw over Brown? Yep. So do you is that what you want to do? You want me to put that as Kinlaw gone? That's your pick. Nope. I'm gonna have them take offense tackle three. Best player available. Wait, the Panthers? Yeah. Okay, they so they traded away their best offense alignment all right, this do past you want, year. Do you want Thomas or Becton? Holy crap, wow. Yeah, let's go uh Mackay Becton. I think he'd be sweet with the Carolina Panthers. Okay. I don't know. I, he seems kind of like an asshole. I don't know why his demeanor would go to sweet all of a sudden, but, you know, who knows. Who's number eight? Oh, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals, baby. They, oh, they need an offensive tackle. They need tackles so hard. They've got to take Thomas, right? No, because here's the thing. They've needed an offensive tackle for as long as I can remember, and they have never taken one. 
<laughs> no, I think that they are like good with just finding late round offensive tackles or late free agent offense tackles and okay. saying, hey, these are the guys that are going to play. So you think they're brown? I think they are CD Lamb. No. No. Just, no. He's got no. You're right, you're right. They wouldn't take a wide receiver there. It wouldn't be a bad thing. Dude, hear me out. Could you imagine Judy or Lamb with Hopkins and Murray? On the other side of Right, bro. My heart. You got Judy breaking some or or you got C D Lamb, who is literally the DeAndre Hopkins reincarnated learning from DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my heart. Bro, or do you think that that Lamb's best uh Comparison is DeAndre Hopkins, like a young yeah, DeAndre the, they're the same player. You think never, who is this? Lam- you think Lamb and Hopkins are the same? Yeah, I do. I think they're spitting images of each other. Okay. Well, Lamb's a spitting image of Hopkins. Sure. But what if what if Cliff goes? Yeah, give me four two speed on the other side of the uh, offense, and I'm just gonna send you know, four deep balls a game to Henry Ruggs just to keep the entire defense honest. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, dude, I'm not even... Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm not even kidding when I say, like, that logic sounds silly, but uh, there are teams that would absolutely take that chance. Bro, and then add into the mix that your quarterback can run a 4-4, like, guard my off... Yeah, yeah. Here's my only thing with that is you spent draft capital last year on multiple, on three wide receivers. Who'd they take? Hey, you suck. Kirk. Who aren't that good. But at the end of the day, you spend capital on that. And you, yeah. to, you know, do it again and, and hope for different results. I don't know. Obviously, different talent level. Wow. All right. Yeah, give them. Offense tackle four because I really don't know where else they would go. I could see them going Derek Brown here though if if Carolina passes All right. on him. So, so Thomas, Derek at, Brown. Thomas at pick eight. Thomas at pick eight. We Derek, are uh, Derek Brown. We Derek are to the G- what? Wait, what? Derek Brown. We're not doing a tackle. No, there's no way. There's no, no way because four or go before ten. No All right. Way. So we're yeah, at the. There's no way. Interesting. I totally agree. And there's no way Tua's still on the board, but oh well. So we're at the Jags. We'll just keep chugging along. Hey, guess what, Colin? This Who? is the, the Colin. Jags? This is the point. This is the point where the Raiders trade up with the Jags to get Tua. Oh. Dan, Dan is all in on the Tua to the Raiders. I am. Wow. I know why. I just think I. Th- Didn't they just, don't they have two shitty quarterbacks already? Why would they want a third? <laughs> That's exactly right. Especially trading up for him. I think that's a bad move. I They're think definitely drafting Judy. The Jags. No. Oh, oh. no. No, they the suck. Uh, they're drafting. <laughs> no, they. I think they'll miss Jay Henderson. Yeah, they could draft Henderson. Too early. Because they traded all of But that's ones. too early. You don't think so? No. Why is it too early for Henderson, but it wasn't too early for Okuda at three? Because Okuda has shown length, speed, hip movement, 
and vision through his entire three years at Ohio State and has been a freak. Henderson has shown the exact same thing but has had flaws at those positions. I don't think Henderson is someone who should be a top 10 pick. I think Henderson is between 11 to 14. What do you got to say to that, Bainbridge? <laughs> I think your, your opinion is, is a little flawed. I think size and speed, he's equivalent to Okuda. I don't think his hips are like atrocious the way you make it sound like they are. Okay. I think he played better competition. Okay. And has been asked to do more in his defense than Okuda has. And I think the gap is extremely less than what you're making it out to be. Okay. I think he's actually a better athlete than Okuda as well. So uh, that that I'm just I'm just intrigued by that for the sole purpose of you said you said that <laughs> you said that you know size right you said you said size C J Henderson's got him um unfortunately they're both six one Okuda's I, yeah I never said that he was bigger than him I said that they were equivalent no you said you said CJ you said CJ Henderson has him on size no I did not I said he had him on speed Siri Siri what did Ryan say Ryan said you're amazing and that he's a pussy all right thank you Siri all right so um that uh, being let s- me ask you guys this yeah go ahead because you guys seem to be not talking about the conversation that I think needs to be had when we talk about C.J. Henderson. Let's hear it. And I think his tackling is suspect. His tackling sucks! He missed... Now, all right, so so cornerbacks, cornerbacks, you got to give him a pass a little bit. I'm not going to draft a cornerback no. because he's a good tackler. That's not a thing. Like that's, I, And that shouldn't be a thing. All right, fair. Fair enough. That's fine. But I'm not. I want someone who can follow the receiver, watch his eyes, and bat down a ball on, you know... Nine out of ten plays. You're never going to get nine out of ten, but you you get what I'm saying. But I'm not going to necessarily draft a guy based off his tackling. That being said, C.J. Henderson's tackling is suspect. I'll give you that. No doubt. I don't think that he's – here's the two things. I don't think he's as good in press, and I don't think he's as good of a tackler as Okuda. Ryan. I don't think there's very much of an argument there. The Niners have the number one pick. They can only draft a cornerback in 2020. Who are you taking? I don't know. You suck. You lie. You're such a liar. <laughs> For all those people listening to our beautiful podcast, Ryan's beautiful face is smiling with his glasses on because he knows Okuda's the right answer. That being said, Henderson is good, but not as good as Okuda. I think they're both top ten players in this draft. That's fair. I, I and that's. I don't think that's outrageous. I no, agreed. So I can't. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. The Jags not take him. Oh, they absolutely can. They they can. Hey, I'm just please saying. Don't, please don't yell at me. No, no, they can. I'm just saying he's an eleven to fifteen. I, I, they absolutely can. Are you kidding me? The, um, the, 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 the Patriots can take Hurts at twenty three, and people are gonna be losing their mind over it, but not us. Uh, they absolutely can take Henderson at that position. All right. Well, that's my pick at nine, Dan. 
Well, every other pick, <laughs> every other pick on the spreadsheet I'm filling out has been you. So, <laughs> so pencil on me. All right, we have Burrow, Young, Okuda, Wurfs, Wills, Herbert, Becton, Brown, and Henderson. And you leave tackle offensive tackle one on the board from the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, we will let you have this one at pick. Ten. What do you have? Better the, the pundits, the, the draft experts say he's better than Joe Thomas coming out of Wisconsin. <laughs> we have the next Orlando Pace filling the Cleveland Football Browns. Man, dude, Colin. Yo, I hope you get a kick out of this. Whether you call me stupid. An idiot, or you appreciate it. I don't really care. You bra- brace yourself. Ready? <laughs> On Sunday night, I got pretty drunk. Okay. Surprise! And guess what I did? <laughs> guess what I did? You started a franchise with the Browns and Madden, and won the Super Bowl fifteen times in a row. Even worse, because it cost me $120. You <laughs> bought a subscription to... Oh, you were so close. Sports Illustrated Swimsuit You were so close. I bought an Orlando Pace Ohio State jersey. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. Dan, you're a big Buckeye guy, aren't you? I do. I I went from like enjoying them now with my obvious recent connections to loving them and being obsessed. So yeah, I am. Boo! I had a period where I hated them, but now they pump out the coolest prospects of all time. So I'm like, <laughs> between them and LSU, they're my favorite prospects. Sure. All the time. Sure. 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 Um, so, I have um, I. I I so, I have um, let me rephrase it. I shouldn't say I have. My girlfriend uh, has season tickets to him this year. Very fun. And the goal is to uh, keep that going. So hold on to that one. Oh yeah, no, no. The goal is to keep the season tickets going. So that being said, if we can find a game where the two you can get down and up, let's make it happen. No. I hate them. Fuck them. I'm not trying to go to one of their games. Hi, Ryan. My name's Ryan Day. Can I offer you a position at our school? No. Fuck you guys. Get your ass out of here. Yeah, get your ass out of here. No, you'd be a legend if you did that. He chucks up double birds and was like, psych. Like Kyle Kalis. <laughs> Remember when Kalis did that? Yup. Who? Kyle Kalis. The former Michigan offensive guard who was once committed to he went Ohio to the State, but without telling his friends or family, drove down to the horseshoe, took a picture of him flicking off the horseshoe, posted it on Instagram and Twitter, and decommitted from Ohio State. He went to Michigan. Subsequently committed to Michigan, Michigan yep. and then went 0 and 5 versus Ohio State yep. while he was at Michigan. Yo, and then got and then played for the Browns. 
Wow. We got drafted by the Redskins. Yep. Or picked up by the Redskins. He was undrafted. Picked up by the Redskins. Picked up by the Browns. Then he retired this pat like after this season. He got cut like midway through the season and then retired. Yo, hold on, hold on. So I just decided to Google him because everything you've been saying, I'm like totally on board. Like that's exactly what I remember too. He is currently on the Raiders roster. Wow. I thought he bought a house on the west side of Cleveland and retired, but maybe I, I, yeah, and said, I don't know. And said, screw it, right? Hey, all right, the 11th pick, the Jets. Who are the Jets taking if it's the top four linemen are gone? So I think it's pretty damn obvious. Yeah, I think you got to go C.D. Lamb. <laughs> of course you do. Is there no receivers off the board yet? Correct. Correct. You think you think Lamb's number one? No, he thinks Judy think is, but he wants Judy taken. for the Niners. I still am partial to Judy. Uh, excuse me, Judy. Back in like October, I saw a tweet that was like, "There are two prospects that I don't need to see them play another down to have a full evaluation and know that I want them on my team, and it's Chase Young and Jerry Judy." And I don't think anything's changed between now and then um, in regards to my evaluation the, of Judy. You hear the rumblings that came out today about him? About who? About Jerry Judy. Yeah, the the, the knee injury. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. But apparently it's a thing. No, it makes Was zero sense. Training? Yo, because he had this stupid-ass knee injury but then goes to the freaking the combine and lights it up. Like, that makes it makes no sense. It's no, so no, no, dumb. No. Dan, he had this this in 2018. The meniscus. So played after the surgery, went 70 for 1,110, <laughs> and then went to the combine and tested. What are we doing here? Yeah, people are stupid. Like, that, what's the, like, the concern is he can't play football, but we saw him do that at a very, very high level. So, so dumb. Where's the, I don't I'm just reading yeah, it now because of a meniscus tear. Correct. In 2018, but it's it's it makes no sense. Big deal, dude. Meniscus are nothing. Yeah, you just make a new one and you put it in there, like <laughs> yeah, and you never worry about it again. And then I watched him break off entire secondaries, and I was like, oh yeah, the knee's fine. Uh, well, the, next. and that's what I'm getting at. That's like it's like a, a stupid ass scenario, like. The Bengals aren't going to draft Joe Burrow because, you know, his arm was torn off. But then two years later, he was the greatest college quarterback of all time. And then the year after that, he was even better. But, you know, this happened three years ago, so let's not do it. It just it doesn't make sense. Like, it's like... It's got to be a smokescreen, right? Somebody's trying to get the opportunity. A.K.A. Ryan's bitch-ass 49ers. I don't see in any way if Henderson and Okuda are off the board and Lamb's off the board that the Raiders don't take Judy. Now, they could also be sitting here and saying, hey, guess what? Derek Brown's on the board. And they could be the type of team that, hey, we took Colton Miller <laughs> last year in the first round. Cleland Farrell. Cleland Farrell, oh, baby. Clell- I'm sorry. They took Colton Miller two years ago. They took yeah. Cleland Farrell. Josh Jones. And- I mean, he's good, but come Josh on. Josh Jones is this year. Oh, yeah, Josh Jacobs. There you go. It was Jacobs. He's good, but you took a running back in the first round. Who, yeah, yeah, but he's been good. It was, uh, what? He's a team that wants to win at the line of scrimmage, so they're going to take Derek Brown at 12. Yeah, no, it was. Right. 
Um, it was who was it? Cleveland Farrell, Josh, Josh. Who was it? Farrell, Jacobs, and and who else? Who was the third player that they took? That that annoying safety. Abram, yes, Abram from Michigan, Mississippi State. State. Abram, you're right. He was so annoying, dude. He was my guy until I watched Hard Knocks, and he was just running around like a little clown, like just I don't know, immature. Let's not forget guy though until I saw him on Hard Knocks. Let's not forget about the fifth round pick that could turn into their freaking number one or two receiver this year, Hunter Goddamn Renfro. Guy's like 35 years old. He's not good. He sucks. Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, you made a bet last year saying he would either be cut or have less than, uh, I think it was 25 catches. And I think you aggressively failed on that and have not committed to fulfilling the bet yet. Just saying. That's correct. Uh, Figures. (laughs) (laughs) That is uh, the most conscientious uh, character flaw of mine. And by conscientious, I mean that I'm so aware of it that I just continue to do it. (laughs) Um, I never pay my debts. I'm the opposite of a Lannister. Love it. But yes, I did make that bet. I didn't think Hunter Renfro would be that good. And he He really wasn't even that good. He's still not that good, but... You know, I guess he got some catches last year in a bad offense. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. John Gruden loves grinders. That's exactly right. He is a John Gruden player. You're right. You know what? John Gruden doesn't need a Jerry Judy or a C.D. Lamb because he has his Hunter Renfro. You're right. It's definitely going to be like Brown or <laughs> or like the, like the fifth tackle taken. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not one of these top tier receivers. No, he doesn't want that diva. He doesn't want that guy calling for the ball every play. No, I'm going to give it to my running back that I got in the first round last year and let him, you know, run himself into the dirt and then retire and put him in the in the dirt. So he's going to go defense tackle Derek Brown here. I do think that we're going to see the second. Who did the edge. Jets take? Uh, CD Lamb. Okay. And then, I do think that we're going to see the, the second edge taken right around this area. Um, in my opinion, is it the kid from LSU. Most people have him as the number two edge. I think it's. I don't. I like the kid from Penn State. Uter Gross? Um, or you like Uter Gross uh, over uh, Caleb Von Chason? I do, yes. Um, and I felt that for quite some time. And so I kind of think that we're going to see the second edge taken somewhere between 9 and 12. I think the Jags makes a lot of sense because they're going to trade Yannick Goodway. To the Browns. You think so? No, not to the Browns. You think? Browns, a lot of smoke around uh, Clowney or him or somebody, bro. They're trying to they're trying to upgrade massively on the other side of the ball. All right, so they can, Colin, they they'll cut Vernon. Vernon's not uh, Vernon's uh, fifteen million this year. Is they don't have to pay any of it if they cut him. Sure. So so here's my question to you. Who would you rather have? 
Would you rather have someone like Yannick Ngakwe or Trent Williams? Me, Trent Williams, but I'm curious on your opinion. Um, well, a big, a big factor in this is what you have to pay him and what you have to give up to get him. Sure, okay. Because, like, I feel like... I feel like you could get Trent Williams for like a fourth or a fifth because I don't know who's I don't know who's giving up a day two pick for Trent Williams at like he hasn't played he hasn't played a full season since 2013 matter of fact sure um and then he wants to be paid so like if you're you know like I mean I'll give him money for two or three, you know I'll, I'll front end load a contract uh for two or three years but you know I'm not giving up a third round pick just to pay a guy. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but when you look at Ngo and Yannick and how do you say his last name? Ngakwe. Ngakwe, like this guy's like entering his prime, and he's gonna need a fat paycheck, like a, potentially a market-setting paycheck. Sure. So, you know, again, what do you give up for that guy? You give up a, a day two pick? You give up a first rounder? Heck, like I don't. You know, I, I don't know. That just that seems like a lot. Um, especially for a team that has to pay, you know, Miles Garrett on the other end, and sure, you know, we're not, we're, we're, you know. So I feel like for the Browns, if you're gonna have to pay a guy, signing Clowney to like a three-year, forty-two million dollar deal, and cutting Vernon, saving fifteen million of that this year, makes a lot of sense. Or trading for Trent, maybe a fourth, and you know, I don't know, whatever it takes. Um, and then giving him a little bit more uh, money and guaranteed to make him happy, that makes more sense. Although probably the best player out of them is Yannick, just because he's he's young, and that dude was getting to the passer when he was playing. Yeah, that, that dude's a beast, and I think you're, you're dead on. They're probably asking for a first-round pick for him. Yeah. and They definitely are. I don't are. see anybody in the top 10 giving up their top 10 pick for him. Um, just to pay him? Can't yeah, just to pay him down the line. I don't think that makes a lot of sense. I also kind of think he's a bit of a head case and say what you want about wow. culture and team locker room and all that. He's Is he going to be a guy that fits in? You know, who uh, knows? I mean, he's he's done some things right now down in Jacksonville that's like... Suspect for sure. Really alarming. Like, you don't gonna... And like, so... so I don't have cable at my house. I watch a lot of um, whether it's YouTube video film, Vimeo film, anything, huddle film, anything like that. That's that's what I do. Um, but so I went to my parents the other day, and I, I'm on. I was I was at their house for I don't know an hour, and we had ESPN on. And my whole thought process was like, this dude just straight up came across as like, uh, like toxic. Yeah, that's probably like, a good way of describing it. Like, why would you – like, I understand. Like, And then I saw a tweet from his uh, a couple hours later saying, like, to whatever organization end up getting me, like, you're going to get the hardest working, yada, 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 yada. But you don't you don't call out the uh, – was not the director or player personnel, whatever he was. I know he's the, the owner's son, but, like, he had an actual role. You don't call him out. You don't do that personally. You just don't do that. Ryan, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he called out Tony Khan. Who's Khan, thank you. Thank you. Operations for the team. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 
yeah, I agree with you. I, I think guys that do stuff like that, why do you think that they're going to work for your team long term? You know, why would you expect that guy to come in and things to be different? Sure. At the first sight of adversity, that's the type of guy that I don't want on my team. Yeah, they speak up. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, yup. Yup. So, it's it's a challenging situation. He's going to have to grow and he's going to have to mature, I think, to get any sort of long-term deal. And that could be why they haven't traded him yet. They might not have found the correct value for him. Bro, no one's no one's trading for that. Not not what the Jaguars want. People no. would easily give him a fourth or fifth for him, but but yeah, I mean, he could be out of the league as quickly as he grew his name into it. We've seen it happen. Colin, I think that's an actually an incredible incredible way to say it. Like maybe a fourth or a fifth, but what the Jaguars want, knowing like the fuss that this player is putting out there teams aren't going to be like teams aren't going to be teams are going to be like like look what he's doing like why would we yeah. why would we take this cancerous player into our into our you know in into our organization and sure he i mean he was he's not bad by any stretch of the word at all but you're taking a risk there because What's to say in three years he's saying to the next uh, son of the CEO, rah, rah, you're treating me like shit, I want to leave. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. I mean, and then, like, as much as I love the guy, you bring that in, like, from the Browns' perspective where we kind of started with all, all of this, you bring that into the locker room with, like, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., now, there's already – not that those guys are, like, the end of the world problems, but, like, you have you have enough of that element to where it's, like, you start tipping the scale too heavy one way, and it's just, like, you're asking for some type of blow-up. Um, you're just giving yourself too many options for that to happen. Absolutely. So, I don't know. You probably stay away from that. Absolutely. Philadelphia linked to him a few times. I think that would be a good fit for him. I think that they have good leaders in that locker room. They have a lot of veterans that have done it the right way. Great organization. It's a good organization. Um, But, again, if I'm Philadelphia, I don't think I'm giving up the 20-whatever pick overall. Absolutely not. Uh, Absolutely not. So... Let's continue along here, Dan. <laughs> for sure, so for at 12, sure. We said, we, we said the tackle. No, no, at 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 ten, we have Beckton, right? And then at eleven, at no, eleven to the to Jets. No, what? Will what? To ten was Thomas. No, Ryan changed his mind to. Sorry, yeah, 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 Thomas. I have Beckton an eight. Sorry, I was looking too high up. So, all right, after that, we have the Jets doing what? CD Lamb. Lamb. And that, and can we all agree on that? I don't think I agree on that. Jerry Judy. Well, take a hike and try again. No, I think, I think, I think uh, a couple people are agreeing on that because someone in this draft wants Jerry Judy. <laughs> but hey, 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 hey. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right, so that's fine. That's cool. All right, so what are the Raiders going to do then? Derek Brown. Brown. All right, folks. We've already had this discussion. Yep. All right, but Ryan, my issue here is then at pick 
10. Who did the Brown or sorry before that? Who did they take? I have Brown on what we're doing already. I have Burrow, Young, Okuda, Wirfs, Wills, Herbert, Becton, Brown, Henderson, Thomas, Lamb. All right, fine. Javon Kinlaw at 12. No, I'm not trying no, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I genuinely maybe I messed up. I just want to know. That's right. Alright, so Kinlaw at 12. Yeah, so that makes the most sense to me. It makes the most sense to you, so at 13, the freaking <laughs> You suck. You are the actual goddamn worst. Tell me that this does not sound plausible. It doesn't sound plausible. Yes, it does. It None of those picks sound so ridiculous that you couldn't see it happening. Bro, you know it's you know it's ridiculous. Tua hasn't been drafted. There's no way. That is pretty crazy. There's no way he's gonna draft a top eight for sure. Do you think that's the same way about Herbert? Yeah, I think they're both going before the Browns pick at ten. Remember, Mahomes went at ten and Watson went at twelve. True. Quarterbacks tend Very to fall more than we expect them to. If they're think if so? one two, it's rare to see them go like one, five, six. six. Yeah. It is like, um, think about Baker Mayfield when he got drafted. That was a great class, and they had no. That that class happened. Josh Allen went like seven. But Don't Josh Rosen didn't go bad. until like twelfth. Yeah, and Darnold went three, though. And then Lamar went 30-something. 32. So, yeah, you might be right. Tua might be a guy. Um, did the did the teams have to trade up for those picks? Here's a guy. <laughs> did Buffalo have to trade up for Josh Allen? No. Yeah, they are so dumb, yeah. <laughs> the Cardinals traded back, if I recall, for Rosen. Is that correct? Say that again. Let me look it up. Say that again. Did the Cardinals trade back for Josh Rosen? No, Ryan, you silly goose. The Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray. (laughs) No, the the Cardinals traded up for Josh Rosen. Correct. That is accurate. Wow. Yeah, dude, they traded up. And then, uh, Darnold. Darnold went third, and that was a trade up as well with Indianapolis. Yeah, but that was also a much higher talent QB class. Like, that's not happening this time. These dudes, someone's going to trade up for a QB, but someone else is just going to sit there. I don't know, actually. I have no idea. That was a really interesting draft. Lamar Jackson went 32nd to the Ravens. Wild. That's unbelievable. All right, Dan. So my next. Say that, Ryra. We all get our guy. Uh, We all get our guy. Yeah, I guess in this. You get Burrow. I get Thomas. Ryan gets Judy. At at 13, based off of Ryan's silly little mock, you know, they get Judy. Ryan, I'll tell you. Ryan, do you want to make a a, a silly little bet? No, I 
don't because the 49ers have done things recently that I have not expected them to mm-hmm. in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mike McGlinchey, for example. I mean, he's, um, a, he's a hell of a player, though. He's a good player, but, like, it totally took me off guard. Um, and they they are – You got to be on your toes, man. It's the NFL draft. It's the NFL draft. You never know what's going to happen, so – What's All your right. bet? I don't think they end up with C.D. Lamb or Judy, but I'm going to keep talking myself into it until it happens. Uh, that's fine. Well, that... Yeah, so here's the thing. My <laughs> bet is both of them go pretty high. Bro, these GMs aren't looking at these shiny touchdown catchers and saying, eh, you know what, we could get a guy down in the third round. Like, it's, there's just no way. I don't see it happening. I think that Ruggs falls a little bit. Because I think there's more flaws to run yeah, okay. play than there is to Lamb and Judy. Well, it's kind of one-dimensional. It'd be cool if I could hear you, but your computer's going. Yeah, you're freezing up quite a bit there, Colin. Well, it looks like he. Oh, that's just me. Okay. He might be coming back to us, Dan. But do you think that the difference between Ruggs and Lamb and Judy is as wide as I think it is? Me, no. Okay. Do you want to expand on that at all? I'd be happy to. Sorry, I thought Colin was around. Um, Yes. Colin back? Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I would be happy to expand on that. Um, I think, I think, um, you know, if, if you go back and look and again, I, you know, what's interesting is me is I, I, I hate, as I've said it so many times, the underwear Olympics. Um, I, I, I don't like the combine, but you know, it's interesting that I'm using this as the comparison for everything else. Um, you go back and look at all the receivers who ran incredible forties, right? You, you just go back and look at them. Not, not, not running backs, just receivers. Um, you have, uh, players just like John Ross, who went to the Bengals, who I still have hope for, uh, who could be potentially, you know, okay. You know, that is what it is. Um, but then you look at um, you look at players like Henry Ruggs. Um, so so a, a fun fact is the, the, the top eight receivers who have run the best scores for the 40-yard draft at the, at the um, combine have not lasted more than I think the, the best lasted, I want to say it was, six years um that's not good if you ask me that's awful the best okay, one but that also doesn't include a guy like tyree kill who ran a 429 correct and his pro day because cool. he didn't go to the combine you're absolutely right and i'm not looking at that at all but They're thank you um so um so i'm just looking at that statistics specifically so you know you look at john ross who went to the Bengals. uh you know you still hope he he has a good career but i look at rugs and I think he's a player that um, that that beats that statistic. I think his ability to get not only be quick but get away from um, DBs, whether it's 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 a cornerback, a safety, anything like that, is is astounding. And I think as someone um, who is a 49ers fan in yourself who, you know, would argue, well, like, why didn't he get the ball as much? And I think it's because what Colin said earlier in this podcast, his receiving core was 
for Christ's sakes, it was God tier. It was unbelievable. I think Henry Ruggs could honestly enter this league and I don't want to say Tyreek Hill right away because, you know, as far as we know, Henry Ruggs hasn't beaten any women. Um, so uh, I, I think he could be just as good at Ty- as Tyreek Hill. His speed, his ability to get away from the, the DBs, you know, um, get that distance is is awesome. So, you know, I, I know you're a Niners fan. And I know you want Judy because his separation is second to none, maybe the greatest route runner we've seen in the last 15, 20 years, if I'm being honest, coming out of college. Wow. I, 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 look, at his, look at his tape. It's, it's, it's true. It's hard to argue that, dude. His separation is unbelievable. Um, but I, mean, I say it again. Judy, Judy's best comparison to me is OBJ, and I disagree with that. I think I, I think Judy's. Uh, I think his the way he runs routes is 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 better than OBJ. Okay. All right, Dan. It was good talking to you, buddy. That's that's very interesting to me because do you, who do you think is a better route runner in the NFL? At this point, uh, I'm not sure. I know. <laughs> okay, but you think that this wide receiver coming out of college is a better route runner than him? Than who? Than OBJ. Yes, I think I think Judy will enter the league. And run routes just as good, if not better, than anyone in the league. His routes running, maybe not you know a deep ball, maybe not uh, you know you know certain mid route runs, but what he does off the line of scrimmage, and then based off of his cuts on whether it, it doesn't matter what it is. if you go back, if you watch any of his route running, it's it's disgusting and i get it you know the whole argument like it's college versus a you know a professional defensive back and i get that that makes sense so when he gets there it's going to be a different story he's going to have a pro you know up against him but i i have a hard time believing that the average professional uh defensive back is going to uh stick with him i think judy's route running is is second to none. It's it's out of this world what he is able to do in terms of running routes. All right. Well, we'll dis- agree to disagree there. Obviously, I do think that his route running is elite, um, but I'm not sure I'm ready to sit here and say that it's going to be the best in the league as soon as he gets in the league. Um, and I think you make a great point about the difference between NFL corners and college corners, and that's something we kind of talked about earlier with the gap between Henderson and Okuda and how corners in general take a little bit longer to develop. Um, yeah, we got to talk about that, Ryan. Okay, you want to talk about why I think that is? Yes. <laughs> um, I think it's a different animal. I think NFL offenses are much cleaner. I think they run much more efficiently and smoothly. They're going to be coached better to play the receiver position. And you're talking about the best athletes on the planet. Um, 
you know, Kuda, who was the best receiver Okuda faced this year? Um, Higgins. Higgins, probably, yeah. Tyler Johnson. Probably. Tyler Johnson. Players. That would be your argument. Hamler, yeah, the, the the argument would be Hamler, Higgins, and Johnson. Yeah, or Hill and practice. Right. Yeah. I mean, they got good receivers at Ohio State all the time. So yeah, but dude, Higgins didn't do shit in that semifinal. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. But like, well, that's kind of to your point. Out. Every team has someone better than every guy that you just mentioned. Right. And they're given the benefit of full-time coaching and um, full-time game planning. I think defenses in college are much more simple than defenses in the NFL. Um, I think you have to prepare for more as a cornerback in the NFL than you did in college. And, I, you know, I think overall it's just the quickness and speed of the NFL game that makes it difficult for corners to to adjust to. Um, it's much more natural to run fast forward than it is backward. And if Okuda's only running backwards as fast as Tyler Johnson is running forward, then he can – he that's different from, hey, Tyreek Hill's running at me forward. You know, that that's a different speed that you have to prepare for. And now the timing of your breaks – the timing of your hips turning, all that change, the timing of your footwork, and all of that changes. Um, and so I think the timing of the NFL is probably the biggest thing that makes it difficult for corners to immediately come in and, and develop the skills to play at a high level compared to some of the other positions. And I'll take you on that. I, I can't argue that in any way, shape, or form. I don't have the experience or the knowledge on that particular I, – I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, we're, you know, we've been only doing this for three hours, uh, not quite, but, uh, we're on pick, uh, 14. So it'd be great if we could get halfway through the draft tonight. That'd be, that'd be (laughs) awesome. So, uh, so, you know, we've got Gronk, we've got Gronk and we've got Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's happening next folks? I think they should draft DeAndre Swift. Just, just make the offense just the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. So you honestly give me a rookie running back with fresh legs. Give me the best receiving core that you can come up with, and give me the best quarterback of all time. I just don't think Swift is the best running back. I think there's an argument for all of them. Um, all of them is in who? Dobbins, Taylor, Swift. Okay, so Claire here's Edwards. so yes. I don't love Edward Claire Edwards as much as most people. Uh, the, the more and more I read and watch, the more and more I see uh, Clyde's Edward Lair uh, shooting up draft boards. Uh, but it's the same with with Dobbins. It's the exact same with Dobbins. Um, I see both of them really, like I just said, um, shooting up. I, I think both of them are going to end up higher drafted than the the, the typical mock. Um, uh, I think Swift is awesome. He's had his injury issues in the past, which, as a skeptical as as a skeptical as a skeptical uh, person, you know that worries me a, a, a tiny bit. Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor has been a freak. Obviously, uh, he's been awesome. Um, 
But I, I just think. But he's also had his fumble injuries. Exactly, and that's why I'm not exactly, and that's why I, I, I you know me obviously, uh, a little bit of an Ohio State uh, bias there. But I do think Dobbins, um, and Edwards Alaire. Edwards Alaire is slowly shooting up to potentially my one two. Like I'm not sure where I think he'll go, um. But I think those four in Swift, Taylor, Dobbins, and Alaire, um, genuinely are just like our top four. Obviously, not um, need wise, our top four um, offensive tackles. I think the four of them could go in any order, and whatever team takes them, I think is going to get a solid freaking talent right away. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think Edward Solaire is a no doubt fourth best running back. Okay. I like Zach Moss out Florida, or um, excuse me, uh, Cam Akers out Florida State uh-huh. a ton. Sure. Uh, he's a high recruited player, and and you know what, um, Ryan? If you go back to before this past year, Cam Akers was probably going to be the number one or two uh, running back out of the draft. For sure, and you know Florida State's been not so good. I think there's some LSU bias. I do. I think with all of their players, I think the media, I think uh, most of the draft analysts are pumping up those dudes a lot more because of how great their season was as a team. Um, It kind of reminds me of when the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012 and that following year on NFL Network's Top 100, they had a bunch of dudes from the Ravens that just weren't that good. Um, And I think it's a recency bias and I just don't see their dudes as all getting drafted as high as people think they're going to. I like uh, the kid from LSU as a pass catcher, but that's not enough to for me to consider him in the top three. Um, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really want to go all in, I got a much cheaper option for them. Call Cleveland, send a third pick over for Kareem Hunt, and then save your first round pick for for something else. I think drafting, I think it's a bad financial decision to draft a running back in the first round. You're pretty much guaranteeing he's going to be a top 10 paid running back. So here's my question for you. Colin, Colin, I would say – 9.9 9.9 times out of 10, I agree with you. But when you have a talent, and I mean this on, when you have a talent like Saquon Barkley, and I hate Penn State, that's tough to pass up on someone like that, right? I hear you, but like they're drafting fourth overall this year. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's a, that's a very good comeback. You know, after a year of like, drafting that's for a, their quarterback. That's a great comeback. You're right. You're right. Yeah, like, I don't know. I Obviously, Saquon's a hell of a player, and he's going to – he's probably a durable player, even though he did have a little bit of an ankle issue last year. Uh, he can do it all. I, it's just rich for me. It's really hard to – I don't know. I guess, like, that is, like, the one anomaly. But, like, I'll use another example of recent years. Like, Fournette, like, that was – they're trying to they're trying to dump him for nothing now, you know. And that was a top ten. Yeah, pick. you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, like McCaffrey. On the other hand, he is an NFL history through his first four seasons, regardless of position. 
But at the same time, where is that organization headed? No, I guess my only point is you would you would be comfortable uh, saying my internet sucks, which it does. But you would be it comfortable does. drafting right now, Michael Thomas iffy. top ten. Yes, uh, right. that sucks. Wait, right. what did you say about like, Michael Thomas top ten? You would be comfortable drafting him top 10 knowing that he's going to catch, you know, the first most balls in NFL history. You know, and obviously he has a, the Hall of Fame quarterback and, and whatnot. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, you're going to have to prove yourself as much as a pass catcher as you are a runner to justify that top 10 pick. And Saquon, you know, might have the, uh, the ability to do it, but it's still, like, you're paying a, you're paying a guy a lot of money. To, uh, to to run in between the tackles. Sure. Sure. No, I agree. Um, um, with that being said, I think Tampa could also go tackle here, even though our top four tackles are off the board. If they feel comfortable with a guy like Josh Jones, Jones out of Houston um, or a guy like Austin Jackson, you know, uh, I think that he's got a chance. And I think um, – well, I think what you say is fair – I just, I just don't. And again, this is this is the beauty of the draft. There's so many, so many different mindsets in this. I think there is a not a huge gap, but a, a decent enough gap between those top four and Josh Jones and Austin Jackson and Ezra Cleveland. Um, um, uh, Christ, if you want to go to. Um, Christ, I'm blanking um, on the Michigan guy. Give me his first name so I can say his last name. Uh, Cortez. The no the uh, uh, the Cor- no the Cortez. interior inter- interior. Ruiz. Thank you. Yes, uh, Cesar Ruiz. Is this the real Caesar's Palace? Uh, may I ask? Oh, really. um, uh, I just think there's I just think there's a big gap between those first four. And people that follow after, and I know I, I mentioned earlier I'm a little skeptical about uh, Mackay back then, but you know, he, like I said, his 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 ceiling is just out of this world. Um, so you know, so if you're Tampa here, Dan, and the best offensive linemen are off the board, what other positions are you looking at? If I'm Tampa and the best offensive linemen are off of the board, I am strong. You can go corner. Yes, I am strongly, strongly um, thinking Henderson. But in our in our draft, there he, Henderson's gone. Um, yeah, there's a very real chance that that could happen. Like I agree, I I agree. Um, maybe maybe go with you know either Kinlaw or Chason. Um, I don't know. I think they'd be in a shitty situation if that were to happen. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, I think I think Kinlaw actually is also going in our mock, correct? Uh, yes. We had Kin- to, so. Who we have Kinlaw going to? The Raiders. 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 Yeah, yeah. I I think they'd be in a a, a quite the sticky uh sticky situation. If I'm being honest with you, um. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I I debate on drafting or or, or trading back. Um, you know, they're they're I obviously not. They're not going to take someone like. Do we, I don't think we had Tua yet, right? They're not going to trade back. They're not going to take someone like Tua there. Like it just doesn't make sense. Why not? 
take Brady's successor. Uh, can I be honest for a second, real quick? Season. Hey, can I be honest? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, we, and we I think this is, a, if if I'm not mistaken, I think this might be a big issue with what we've done so far. Um, Isaiah Simmons isn't gone yet. <laughs> I thought he went fifth to Miami. No, based off what we have, fifth to Miami was Wills. Oh well, then the Browns are taking him at ten. Exactly. Yeah, we. Yeah, we messed up big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that he was off before. Now, yeah, me too. Nope. So uh I'm thinking uh beautifully picked at fourteen, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are taking Are you guys still there? Yeah. Are we just going into our next commercial. Is that what this is? Isaiah Simmons. All right, sounds great. Um, you know, with twenty with twenty seconds left um, in this podcast, uh, I would like to give a shout out to our 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 next sponsor. Here you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings an end to our show. Thank you.